everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. Uh, today, our topic is near and dear to my heart and our guests, Fortaleza Tequila. Woohoo. I am joined by tequila expert-ish, Todd. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Um, I Also, returning guest, Jake. Welcome back, Jake. Hello. Thank you for having me. Unless this aired before the second other episode we did with him, and then uh, <laughs> nice welcome, <meet> you. Jake. <laughs> and uh, producer Jenny. Hello. So, as I said, we're talking about Fortaleza. Um, recently, though, we've done some pretty cool um, visits to places we uh, did want to talk about. Uh, Jenny made a trip out to Eighth Wonder down in Houston. Sure did. Which is pretty cool. And then we recently went to Journeyman over in Three Oaks, Michigan. Yep. So we'll do an episode on that soon. A nice little day trip. Um, shout out to tour guide Mandy. Absolutely. Uh, she gives a hell of a tour down at Journeyman, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Give her all the tips. They work on tips. Yep. Give them lots of lots of money. It's worth your time. Um, love their setup. But anyway, Fortaleza Tequila. Very excited about it. Uh, they launched in 2005, but their family's been distilling since 1873. Uh, their family business was sold back in 1976, the, the original line of distillery. Um, Guillermo Erickson Sauza, the grandson of the man who sold it, uh, got the distillery back up and running then relaunched in 2005. Um, I, I love this backstories and all these tequilas we talk about because like, I feel like all of them were like their great-great-grandfather had this great idea and they've been riding and it's just been getting better ever since. So I love some of the really cool tequilas that are out there mm-hmm. and uh, this is a great example of that. Uh, they uh, pride themselves in making tequila the same way they did over 100 years ago. They use uh, small brick ovens to cook, uh, cook the agave uh, a tahona, which is a two-ton volcanic stone wheel, uh, squeezes the juices out of the agave. And they use wood tanks for fermentation and the two original copper pot stills for uh, distillation. That is super old school, Jake. Super old school. Older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the commitment to, hey, we, we're doing it just like great granddad did it. They're literally using the same stuff. <laughs> uh, I feel like every... Tequila Distillery says this, but I get the feeling like these guys are telling the truth. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're pretty they're pretty serious about the <laughs> authenticity. They are uh, missing the donkey, though. Is there not a donkey that pulls um, the... Uh, I don't have it in the notes. I yeah, don't think they... If, we, if they have a donkey, then it's... I didn't, it's I didn't implied. See, I didn't see one in the, uh, the photos I saw of the two-ton volcanic stone wheel they're using to mm-hmm. crush the agave, which... I mean, I don't own a two-ton volcanic stone wheel, but it sounds pretty cool. But you do have a donkey. Yes. Well, of course. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, their agave grows and matures for at least eight years before they are harvested and then slowly cooked for 36 hours in that old stone oven. So again, doing things super old school and really committed to making tequila the right way, which I appreciate, especially that that's really good to know the, uh, at least eight years before they harvest. Cause I know that some of mm-hmm. the, uh, tequila, some tequilas out there are trying to cut corners and I'm glad to hear these guys are not one of them. That is really cool. And Fortaleza um, is a favorite among bartenders I've been hearing for years. So I'm curious to try our lineup here. We have uh, five different expressions, um, some Blancos, some Reposados, and an Añejo. Um, they are, if you've heard of, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you may or may not have heard of Fortaleza. Uh, it is one of the more highly regarded tequilas out there. But you know what? We're going to put it to the test. We're going to see if, it, uh, if the hype really lives up to it. Um, so let's try. In front of us, we got the Blanco. Let's give it a try. But first, just a quick break. And we're back. 
So first up, we've got this Blanco tequila. It's double distilled in copper pots, fermented in open air wood tanks. It uh, comes in at 80 proof. You can get it at your local liquor store for $50. And it has a score of 94 points on distiller, which is a favorite website of mine. Um, not in the end all be all, because it's one person's opinion, but 94, pretty good score. Uh, let's see what you guys think. I'm trying to go into this open-minded because this is, <laughs> I can't be biased. I can't be open-minded. This is my favorite tequila. The Blanco. <laughs> yes. Specifically. This, this one specifically? Yes. Okay. And I drank a lot of it. I know it very well. Mm. And I am, every time I drink it, I am just, I'm floored at that it's a Blanco. There's just so much complexity. I get like a buttery kind of melon on on the on nose. The nose? Yeah. Okay. It's a little smoky, I thought. I'm hoping it changes my mind about tequila. So, I do get that buttery note though on the yeah. nose. Let's get on the palate. I'm not gonna lie, that's really good tequila. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I don't know. Like on the on the very first bottle, are we saying that bottle fucks? Like, is it really that out of the question? Why don't you keep it in your pants for 20 <laughs> seconds? Well, it's really fucking. Good. I think it should get two stickers. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It fucks let's, twice. Let's calm Whoa. down there. Like, <laughs> so I get like a vanilla bean mm. maybe in the background. Okay, I get that. I'm I'm not as good at uh, picking out tequila flavors, I don't think, but I can see that. That vanilla bean, which is a tasting note that I love. And when we make our not custom, vanilla, vanilla when bean. we make our custom chai spirits guys tasting meals, vanilla bean will be a note on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I really like about a, uh, a blanco tequila is, is that you really get a nice expression of the agave plant. Whereas over the time, you kind of lose that in some of the aged tequilas. But Blancos, I feel like, really give that uh, vegetal and, you know, kind of salinity. Mm-hmm. Well, I think flavor. people prefer in general. I mean, everyone's got their preferences. Yeah. But I think in general, they sell a lot more Blanco. Yeah. People prefer Blanco. Now, bourbon drinkers, I feel like, appreciate in Yeho a little bit. Repo is a good medium between the two. But, uh, yeah, you get the full expression of that agave. So with this being a blanco, mm-hmm. it's allowed to be aged up to thirty days. And I don't, I don't know how you age something for thirty days and get this kind of character. And I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if it's specific barrels, if it's warehouse location, if it's you know maybe they add more char to the inside of the barrel. I just feel like there's some something's happening pretty quick to give this this much character for such a low aging length. Yeah, um, Jake, what else are you getting on there? Because I'm getting the uh, definitely a little bit of that buttery from the nose. Yeah, I, I love that vanilla bean yeah. note. That's great. Is there a little bit of fruit? Maybe I can't fully place it though. It's like a little bit of kind of almost charred pineapple. Just hiding there. I feel like solid note. I feel like there's a little bit of woodiness on it. Yeah. Not hmm. not any huge amount, but I feel like just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that charred wood kind of goes in with that charred pineapple yeah. note. Yeah. Um I could be. I like it. It's very good. So you have this listed as a $50 bottle. I recently saw it at $75, and I don't know if that means that the prices are starting to creep up. I, they are, I think they are. It's, um, I know our, our local uh, our local Binnie's here in Chicago sells for 50 bucks, but it's not always available. So it's, I think it's becoming a little more scarce, which tends to drive the price up at some smaller places. Mm. I think you're buying them all up. That that is happening. That is happening a little bit. No, no lie. <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting because there are some really really good tequilas, and you need to you know you need to ask around and get recommendations on certain brands. But fifty dollars for a blanco, mm-hmm. 
there's a number of brands that are in the, at that price level, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are really, really good. And I w- I've always thought, man, that's just kind of cheap for the quality of product. And Fortaleza, I think, after yeah. the Blanco, is like maybe a step ahead of them, so maybe deserves that additional well, so premium. So we've had you on some episodes now, Todd. And one of them was the G4 tequila episode. Uh, check it out. It was a good one. Um, that has another great Blanco for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. How would you compare these two? That G4 Blanco is a little bit more of like a common Blanco. Like it, it tastes like tequila ocho. It tastes a more, little more bit. More basic, you call it. Not just like, <laughs> not as much character, just more straight agave. I, I was get a little more peppery on that uh, G4 Blanco yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So just a different different style. I do think I do like it, but yeah, I I think I do agree. I like this a little bit better. Um, I just I appreciate that vanilla bean note a little more than that peppery note personally. Um, in front of us now we've got the our second of our tasting here, the Still Strength Blanco. So similar, but bottled near proof coming off the still, uh, ninety two proof. Um, you can get this if you can find it for sixty bucks at your or more at your local liquor store. <laughs> Uh, this has a 96 point score on distiller. So also a very good score. I also like really want to point out that there's two puppies on the label here. Let's uh, make sure we get a good picture of those bottles for the, uh, the gram. Yeah. Cause each, <laughs> yeah. It, each one at the top of the, each one of these expressions at the top of the label, there's a different image. And this one looks like it's two stills and two puppies named Sandy and Chaco. <laughs> And I mean, it's labeled. <laughs> oh, they have the, the they dogs, have the name, the dogs the names. names on there. Yeah, so yeah. Sandy and Chaco. I assume those dogs were at the distillery at some point. I, yeah, yeah, I would. I would hope so. I can imagine there's just a great story, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like a I really distillery like, tour. I would really like to know that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a dog fan over here, they taste test each tequila. <laughs> So this is a little similar to the G4 tasting that we did where we started with a Blanco and mm-hmm. then we did G4's proofed up Blanco, mm-hmm. except that one was 108 proof. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen in stores, I haven't seen a tequila higher than 108. This this proof of version is 92 proof. Mm-hmm. So a lot different than 108. I mean, that's that's a pretty big proof difference. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that one compared because from our, what I remember from the podcast, we didn't all love that proofed up Blanco. Yeah, that was not my favorite of that group, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, as someone who drinks more tequila now, Todd, like, how do you feel? Like in general, have you had a lot of tequilas that are proofed up that you enjoy, or do you prefer them lower? For the Blancos, I prefer them lower. Mm-hmm. I've had some special releases that were like in the ninety proof range, like the tequila ochos that are finished in rum cask or cognac casks. Those are really good. Solid tease for a future episode. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think I think 80 is the sweet spot for tequila. I think it allows allows you to pull more flavors off of whatever, whatever you're smelling, whatever you're sure. tasting. On the nose on this, I get a little less of that butteriness. I think this is the proof um, that's kind of cutting out that butteriness. I, I'm getting a little more fruit. And it's only 6% mm-hmm. more alcohol, but it's reducing a lot of the experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, on the nose at least, I definitely am getting a, that. I feel like they maybe like a melon. I will say, I feel like it's like a, a like yeah. less so, some of that vegetal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but, but less of the vanilla bean. Yeah. Let's see what we get on the palate. Whoa, it's, that vanilla bean is still on the palate. A little yeah. smoke on that. Yeah. 
I feel like I get a little more something. I get a little. I feel like the vanilla bean is a little more subtle, mm-hmm. but you're definitely it's definitely still there. Um, a little bit of spice. It loses the sweetness from the vanilla yeah. bean, and not that yeah. it was a very sweet uh, tequila in general, but just mm-hmm. the vanilla beans more like maybe a little bit like roasted or mm-hmm. it's a little bit of tart on the finish. Yeah, it's a little tarty. 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 I'm getting so I'm consulting our new and improved tequila tasting wheel that we stole from the internet. Uh, am I getting eucalyptus or like a bell pepper kind of thing? Ooh, to ma- it? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, like. There's definitely like some sort of green vegetable or yeah, bell pepper. Lots of that banana maybe. I can kind of see that. That would go into my tropical fruit nut I was getting. Yeah, I did. I, I, well, is I, it I like a your... like green banana kind of like which is a very very agricultural sure. type of uh, I I do get know? a little bit of that, and I feel like the melon goes along with that as well. I feel like those are mm-hmm. it's something in that range. It's a very active palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I. Between the Blanco and the Still Strength Blanco, I know Todd's feelings. Um, what do you think, Jake? I think it's fantastic. I do like it a little bit more than the uh, the standard Blanco. I think it offers a little bit more um, complexity. There's a lot of complexity to this because yeah. I also get like green bean on this. Like I'm like I like I keep finding notes that I that I could find on this one. I, th- I think I do agree with Todd that I prefer the first Blanco. I think I do too. But I do, I do think this is more complex. Mm. This is fun to taste because I feel like I, I can find more stuff like on more, it. I normally like more, but I think <laughs> I, the notes I get on that first one I like so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, these are the four notes you love the most. Like, okay, I'll stick with <laughs> put that. Them all in, put them all in one bottle. Mm-hmm. But I, I would be interested in doing a couple glasses of this and just really explore it. Yeah. Very cool. So next up, we've got the Reposado. Which looks oh. like a freshly opened bottle. Ooh. And again, and again, so I love the picture on this one, which is a horse pulling, so not a donkey, but a horse pulling the uh, two-ton volcanic stone around the uh, the, the pit. Does he crushing have a name? the agave. He, do, he seems like he's having a good time. Does he have a name? Um, I, I like the puppies better. I don't see a name on here for the horse. Ooh, the next one has a dog on it too. And I'm sorry, we'll get to that next. <laughs> um, this reposado is rested in American oak barrels for seven months. Um, I, I love my note on this. It's it has a, a mere 92 point score on distiller. Yeah, which it's is still like in the top like 20 of tequilas. It has a nice um, color to it, where it's it's not totally clear, but it's not. You know, um, I will. So I really appreciate I the uh, the color on this, yeah, because it it shows me there's no additives, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because sometimes you see like these really dark reposados, and yeah. it's like they definitely added some shit to that, for sure. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks natural. No, very cool. I like the look. The look encourages me. On the nose, I'm getting that vanilla bean again. Yeah, I get it a lot more on this one than the others. Oh, Starting yeah. to get more. More of the caramel, yep. though the barrel influence is sure. coming through, but it's it's still subtle. Like you still recognize that it's a tequila. Mm-hmm. I feel like the nose is a lot less active than the last mm-hmm. yeah. two. I get some subtle honey on it. Yeah, everything is subtle about this. On one. the nose, yeah. I'm gonna dive right in. Whoa, that's different. Mm. That is. What am I? What am I getting there? So, it's pretty interesting. The blanco, 
especially that second block that we had, was really complex. This feels incredibly subtle across the board. Like it's much, I hate to use the word smooth, but it's incredibly smooth. I feel like I could drink 10 of these and I wouldn't, um, wouldn't even notice. Green pepper. Yeah, something vegetal mm -hmm. on the back end of yeah. the palate. With like light spice, like one of those green peppers that like when you mm. when you eat it, you get a little bit of spice on it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. It's a really nice wood character on there too, just kind of. There is. Like cedar or oak. Mm -hmm. Almost like old wood. Mm. Just like old. Little, yeah, a little old, like musty. Yeah. yeah, when I was, you know, it kind of reminds me of Arizona a little bit. Um, kind of the smell of some of the old. People? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is going to sound crazy, but like I went to a boot shop one time, like cowboy boot shop there, and uh, it kind of tastes like uh, how that old boot shop in Arizona smells. It's funny. I was getting some leather on this. Yeah. 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 That's probably like old leather. <laughs> yeah. Old leather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, guys, you guys together yeah. got there. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> you that's, found, yeah, you found that's where teamwork. you were going. That's teamwork. <laughs> did you buy cowboy boots from the uh, boot shop? Unfortunately, I did not. That was one of my biggest mistakes, but uh, it's not, it's I did not, try. It's not too on. late, buddy. We can yeah. do some cowboy boots. Yeah. Uh, I tried some on. Uh, we know what to get Jake for his birthday now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shoe size? <laughs> yes. Um, small. <laughs> White leather. Thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I, I, I like this. It's tough to follow those Blancos that were like so great because this is so much more subtle. It's very different. It's very, it's very smooth. It's very well-rounded. I almost worry that it's it's too subtle, based on just like it, it kind of took away some of those flavors I loved on the on the blanco. But I would never be upset if you poured me a glass of this. So when I drink this, mm -hmm. just like you said, mm -hmm. following the blancos mm -hmm. is tough. It's like you know following Jerry Seinfeld on stage as the next comedian. Yeah, my stand-up's not great. It's like no, I'll just mm -hmm. I'll, I'll perform the next night. Mm -hmm. When I drink the repo, I start with it. I don't. I try not to do any tequilas before it because it. I feel like it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. You don't kind of want to be completely independent, and not have any biases from what you pre previously drank. Because sometimes, like, it it is really good. And if you drink the blanco before, it kind of feels like it's less good, and it's not. It, it is. It's it, well, its own like, thing. I feel like if you prefer, this is very much a preference thing. Like if you like a blanco tequila, drink that blanco. If you like something a little aged to it and something a little more well rounded, like calm down a bit with that, a little bit of oak influence, that, that repo was fantastic. Just drink that. But I probably wouldn't want to drink both those in the same night. I would want to do either one or the other. But we're doing oh, it now. But yeah, but like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? This, we're doing this it This is all. kind of our job is to help the good people um, and, <laughs> get, and give them our opinions on these things. Because not, not everyone's going to be able to, you know, have four people around a table talking about this lineup. Did we mention the price on the Reposado? I believe it's a hundred million dollars. I know it is seventy dollars at your local liquor store if you can find it. I imagine seventy dollars plus, like we were talking about, uh, Fortaleza has gained so much acclaim. It's been tough to find lately, but uh, if you can find it, it should be going for seventy-ish dollars. The Buffalo Trace of tequila. So this next expression is the Winter Blend uh, twenty twenty-one Reposado. So they do a, a an annual release of Reposado. Um, I saw I in the research I did I there was some, a couple previous years of this at least one I saw of 2020. This is the 2021. Uh, it's aged six months in American oak and then ten months in 200 liter French oak 
Marsala wine barrels. That's so cool. That and is, Marsala is a fortified wine, Italian. It's definitely Italian. Uh, Jake probably knows more about it than I do. It's mostly it's Italian. A, I thought it was mostly a cooking wine. That's yeah. what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a lower key wine. Your chicken marsala, that is a, or oh. veal marsala. By the way, the picture on this one is lovely. It is a gentleman sitting on top of three barrels, and one of the dogs that we talked about before, I think Sandy, um, sitting next to him. I love the <laughs> in-depth dog recaps yeah. on labels. There's a whole storyline <laughs> happening here. We're very, just not quite it's, sure. it's very important. I feel yeah. like by the end we'll be able to piece it all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, supposedly they, they make. Just under eleven thousand barrels, ten thousand five hundred barrels of this, and uh, it is ninety two point six proof. And I couldn't find like a retail price on this. I don't know how much you paid for this. It's time. around a hundred. Okay, I just wrote expensive. I was assuming <laughs> I, I, I'm online. Some of the pricing I saw, which is like all over the place when it's like secondary and whatever else, um, was crazy. So I didn't know what the actual like. Hey, I got this at a local place. So it's expensive relative to the rest of their line. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's expensive comparing it to other limited release or like quote unquote special tequilas because okay. those can be several hundreds of dollars. Sure. Um, and it, it does have secondary traction. I do. I see it posted sometimes for like 200, 250 a bottle. Yeah. So. I saw a couple of that, those prices on there and I was like, yeah, okay. That's, that's a lot. I mean, not to say it's not worth it, but that's, that's so this lot. is not an easy bottle to find mm -hmm. it, uh, especially as the brand gets more recognized as it, as it very much deserves. Sure. So what do you get on the nose, Jenny? I think I've got some grapefruit on this. I get like a little bit of berry. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of subtle, like, butterscotch or honey. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can see that, that yeah. combination of, like, caramel and fruity yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Going very generic on that, but it's... I mean, it's, it's, that is what it is, though. It's not like... Mm -hmm. It's not as... They are kind of subtle notes. That reminds me a lot like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want my whiskey tasting wheel back. Well, well the, the more you age it, it gets more like that. Whoa. Almost to a fault, really. If you I think it's long. interesting. Yeah. All of these have not. They've. I feel like all of them have tasted different than I expected based on the nose. Oh, Every yeah. one of them. Man, this does not taste like a repo. Like I got a, like black pepper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's weirdly kind of spicy on the back end, mm -hmm. which I wasn't expecting at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a little bit of fruit from that Marsala influence. I'm not getting as much caramel as we got on the last repo. The I feel like I got more caramel in the one. nose. I'm not getting yeah. hardly any caramel on the palate. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting, I'm getting some red fruit. Which it's got to be from, Marsa, from the Marsala. But I'm amazed by the amount of spice I'm getting. That's crazy. A lot of spice. Mm -hmm. But I also, it's almost like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this note either, Parker. It's like earlier I said Mountain Dew. Um, but, uh, like jalapeno, <laughs> like, like, because I feel good. like it's I get, got a peppery spice. Because to it. I've got like a green pepper in my mind, but it's also like a like a spicy spice. Um, I mean, I had ghost pepper chili for dinner last night. I know you did. Um, and as we grow jalapenos and ghost peppers and habaneros in this mm -hmm. household, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of that flavor on there. It's not excessive, but I feel like it's, it's kind of like that. It's definitely a jalap. Yeah, that's yeah, a jalapeno for the. I, I the layman. <laughs> um. I, I kind of get that. So I was paying attention to the finish because it does seem really long. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And it does get like pretty vegetal mm -hmm. in the finish and almost like a little spicy, like a vegetal jalapeno. plus spicy. Yeah. yeah. I said agave just that's kind of trying to fight through that Marcelo. Marcelo. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because there's a lot of um, mid palate. There's a lot of like red fruit mid palate. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you're if you're looking for a tequila that tastes like jalapenos and cherry, uh, here it is. It's Although it is really good though. <laughs> it's a journey though because like yeah. the front of the yeah. palate is sweet and then it migrates to this like yeah. kind of tart little vegetal and then you get the little bit of spice. It's, it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride, honestly. Yeah. Like you're. It's a lot going on. You're going on a journey or the total package if you're looking. No, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's super complex. There's a lot going on. Todd, would you drink this just neat? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, for this particular bottle. Are there things Todd would not drink? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. it's a good question, but also. I do have to say it is missing that, uh, you know, Arizona boot store note that I love <laughs> yeah, so much. He, so. Like, yeah, he just fell in love with that. Yeah, and anything that doesn't know. have it, he's now lost. It's, not, it's not channeling Jake's childhood. Yeah, it's, really not, it's not hitting the spot. I'm hoping it would. <laughs> So, last but certainly not least, we have their Añejo. It's uh, aged 18 months in used American oak barrels. It's got, it's got a 97 point score on Distiller. Which, 97. Yeah, which is the eighth. It's the eighth highest ranked tequila on the site, and they've ranked like, like a thousand, all of, all a thousand of them. tequilas. Yeah, <laughs> not every tequila. They've ranked like a thousand tequilas though, mm -hmm. and it is eighth. Um, out of a thousand. Well, my expectations are high. Sure. So, yeah, come into the, go into it with that thought. It's eighty proof. Um, retails ninety dollars plus. Let's call it because when it's available, it's ninety bucks. But you might have to pay more for it. Yeah, and this is where we talked about this during the G four podcast. Mm -hmm. As you get to the more aged tequilas, they just they get quite a bit more expensive. It's not just like ten dollars. For variety. Well, honestly, like it has gone up fairly consistently as far as the base price for these. Yeah. Like went 50, 60, 70. I mean, the winter blend was a, is a limited release and then a 90. So that's not that bad. No. That's true. I I have not seen an extra Añejo expression from Fortaleza. Mm -hmm. I hope to, if they make it, I hope they mm -hmm. make it available to me. T oh, tell, yeah. t tell, your, you. tell your good buddy Parker this, about it. Like, <laughs> By that the way, the, expensive. the photo on this one is is just really pretty. There's no there's no dogs that I can find unless it's a Where's Waldo situation and I can't find him yet. But um, there there's like a beautiful mountain in the background and it just looks like the farm where all the agave is grown with palm trees and some sort of pretty building. So, so. next time you buy a bottle of Fortaleza, I really appreciate the artwork on the model. I mean, I do. Mm -hmm. Is that the circle of life? Because didn't we start with a man on a barrel and then we had dogs? Two dogs. And animals. And now it's just like an empty field. Yeah. Well, I, don't, is it, I don't think we, we talked about the very first one. The very first one is, I don't even, I'm not 100% sure what that is. That's probably the house where they conceived the first distiller. <laughs> yes. Because it's really just I like do, a. I do hear just some very like white hut. playing in the background. <laughs> that bottle definitely fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said it. So on on the nose here, guys. What are you guys getting? Well, smells like a bourbon. Vanilla. Yeah, it's definitely got a lot of bourbon yeah. notes to it. Like vanilla bomb in my mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that. Like I get a lot of wood on it. I was gonna say barrel. Like yeah, a lot of wood. I think if you gave this to me blind, I would have a hard time not telling it was a bourbon. 
You know, it's funny. It's I kind of... Uh, did you taste it yet? I'm, yet? I'm glad you brought this up because we were talking in a previous episode of the podcast about some rums that are like, yeah, I'd love to put this in a bourbon blind. I feel like there's... I want to do a blind tasting with like six things and three of them are bourbon and three of them are other things. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and embarrass everybody. Just things that, that were like, aged or yeah, something like that. Here's a new that, tequila. That. Here's a super old rum. Yeah. Here's some bourbon. Like you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah, and <laughs> be really okay. interesting. But no, I, I drink yeah. bourbon all the time. That's a bur- no, no. No, that was a that yeah. was a 16 year old rum, my friend. I definitely know that there have been um, rums that I've tasted that were aged for a long time in bourbon barrels. That like, if you handed it to me, I would be like, well, this is either a bourbon or a rum, but I don't like. I could pick both flavors right, out, right. but I didn't know which one it was. This is also a great way to kind of help people see the influence of oak. On a spirit, yeah, you the, know, over time, outside, outside of whiskey, because yeah. I still get some of that wood on the palate yeah. too. I get that too. I get something. I don't know if it's I get that leather again, though. Yep. No, man, say, this is, uh, like this that, is cowboy hats. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, back <laughs> we're, we're getting the cowboy hats <laughs> now. <laughs> we're back at the state. Oh my god, fair. were you in my childhood? Shopping, <laughs> we, we, shopping for, for Listen, I've been leather a, boots. I've been yeah. to a skip boots before with my mother. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> hi, mom. If you're listening. <laughs> She's not listening. She's not <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> um, no, I get I get green something again. I get that a lot. I obviously, I've gotten that a lot on this uh, brand across the board. I get a little bit of leather. I get a little bit of vanilla. Mm-hmm. The agave is so muted. Like that citrus mm-hmm. blast that you get from agave. Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm-hmm. I mean that's the trade-off, my friend. It's, uh, it's turned down. In, it started at 10 mm-hmm. and they turned it down to 2. There's a little bit of an orange peel on the front. Ooh, I like that. I, I can see that. Um, I mean, but I want to put this out there. This is a really good bottle of tequila. <laughs> like, it's fantastic. Oh, it's very good. Um, um, yeah. Um, somewhere in the middle of it, not at the beginning and not at the end, I get a little bit of eucalyptus. No, when's the last time you had a eucalyptus leaf in your mouth? Never, but I'm aware of what it tastes like. Okay. I just always love a good like flavor note that's like, what's that frame of reference? I love, obviously, obviously John's had a lot of marzipan in his life. Yeah, let's say John really likes marzipan. And, uh, you know, I appreciate a, uh, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch reference. Right. On a, on a few different things. But sure. I, I love a good specific tasting note that's like very obscure. Well, that's why you're best friends with John. I mean, that is true. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of like maple syrup like molasses going on it's subtle but i can see where you got there like it's yeah i'm gonna shout a derivative out. of car of caramel sure i'm gonna shout out a, a jake at whiskey written who's our maple syrup fiend oh yeah um you should try this tequila jake it's got some maple syrup notes <laughs> just listen to that episode last night by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can see that though. It's got a little sweetness to it. It's a, it's a weird combination of like four or five things, but I'm not against it. In fact, I enjoy it thoroughly. <laughs> this one section of this uh, tequila tasting wheel is like very interesting to me. So it's the the um, larger like category is caramel, and then it's caramelized. And then the like different flavors that are underneath that mm-hmm. are honey, cooked agave, butterscotch, butter, soy sauce. Soy sauce is the next thing is the thing next to butter. That's weird to me. And then chocolate and molasses. 
Yeah. I feel like the soy sauce one is a weird, a weird. No, it's funny you say that though, because I remember very vividly on our earlier tequila episode, I, I used that. And I was like, it's soy sauce. Like it was in, it was in there. Yeah. So I feel like whoever made this, um, they were onto something there. It's in there. Okay. I haven't, a, I haven't found that note yet. I'm, that just I, I is a weird one for me. A, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was G4, but it was a previous tequila we did. And, uh, like Corazon or something. It, yeah. Corazon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still upset about that reposado. I'm sorry, everybody. I've had better reposados from them. I'm sorry, everyone. I do get a salt. Their añejo is great. Mm -hmm. I do get a salty note sometimes there from is. tequila. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I never think. I mean, you're tasting notes. It's like what's in front yeah. of you or what you have in your mind. You don't always think sure. like, oh, soy sauce. But that might be something that I'll put in my. But even repertoire. if you just think like salty, yeah. Yeah, I always, um, especially with blancos. Uh, I don't know if you've ever sprinkled salt on fruit, but that's like something that always sticks out to me when I drink blancos. Is salty fruit, mm. salt and savory. Yeah, yeah, kind of like right. that, you know. So I, I think we all like this, but I don't think it's our favorite. Can I? <laughs> it's not my favorite. Safely agree on that. So I'm gonna go around the table. What's everyone's favorite? We're gonna start with Todd, who is the, um, really the shepherd the, of this brand, the tequila whisperer <laughs> over here. Mm -hmm. Quickly becoming, um, quickly becoming the master, like the the Darth Vader to my Obi Wan. <laughs> I'm not going to be able I'm, to hang with you and Jake's uh, Star Wars references from the previous episode. <laughs> but I, I remember when I was telling Todd to get into tequila, and that was a long time ago now, it feels like, and now he's telling me all about tequila. So Right. Yeah. Slow learner. Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate how different every bottle was. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, really. Yeah. Um, Honestly, you're absolutely right. It was wildly different expressions. Yeah. So that's really cool. They can have such differences so really and i can't stop plugging that g4 episode mm -hmm. but those weren't as different as these in my opinion also Todd was great on it thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna stand with that blanco it's i feel like you get that agave experience i mean you're drinking tequila if you want to drink something that tastes like a bourbon maybe consider drinking a bourbon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really like the blanco i think it's at an outstanding price around fifty dollars Love it. It's just really good. It's I, got that wonderful character to it. It's not just straight agave. You're getting you know the vanilla bean and everything else that's going on, that honeydew. Great note. Great note. Uh, Jake, what do you think? What's your favorite? Uh, definitely the Reposado. Um, oh, man. I just got to come back to that, you know, nice leather note. Get fucked, yeah. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I, I appreciate spirits that offer experiences of things that I have not, you know, had yet. So mm -hmm. um, when I try something that, you know, Gives me a note, gives me a flavor or a nose that of something I haven't experienced yet. You know, I greatly appreciate that. So I like the Reposado. I thought it was the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, that bottle fucks. Yeah, Reposado. There we go. There Interesting. We go. Which Reposado? The, winter uh, blend the standard the... Reposado. I actually okay. was not a big fan of the Winter Blend, I do oh. have to say. Interesting. Okay. Jenny, your thoughts? So I felt like the Winter Blend was the most complex of what we tasted, but in terms of what I would choose, if I wanted to sip one of these neat, 100% I would go with the Blanco. I'm with Todd on this one. I She stands with Todd. That, um, I mean, I know I said that bottle fucks like a long time ago on this episode, but I'm standing by it. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me on that, but I just... I think that that is out of everything we tasted. That is the one that I'm just like, that's what I would like to sip neat. Mm -hmm. And the rest of them, they're fine. They're good. They're I, not bad. Um, I wouldn't turn any of them down. 
But I really liked the Blanco. I've got good news for you, by the way. I don't know what your plans are for this evening. You can sit more of that Blanco right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we make dreams come true here on Chai Spirits, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to see my bottle with you so you can sit Whoa. it Whoa. Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was a couple... Sound effects. Oh my gosh, we didn't have those before. Um, <laughs> for my favorite, I, uh, you know, it's it's tough because I I do appreciate the fact these are so different. Like all five expressions are so different, which I love about this brand. And I'm interested to try the 2022 winter blend when it comes out. Right. And we'll have to uh, see how that stacks up. Um, I do agree though that the uh, the winter blend was not my favorite of the group. It's pretty interesting, and I'd love to revisit it, but it's not my favorite. I got to go with the Blanco, the OG Blanco. It was so Hell good. Yeah. It was so good, and I uh, I feel comfortable doing this. Um, John and Steve, if you're out there, that bottle fucks. So Hell we, yeah. We are going to issue that a sticker. Yep, a sticker has been has been given out this evening. Mm-hmm. That Fortaleza Blanco. It has been issued. That bottle fucks. Only in 94... I, I forget the name of the person who, who reviewed that. You were wrong. It was a 98. Right? So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't need a job with a distiller. Where that's no, my yeah. future goal is I get mean, a job. I honestly feel like if, I feel like like if somebody put the Blanco in front of in front of me to taste mm-hmm. uh blindly, I would guess that it was way more expensive than fifty dollars. Yeah, I mean for that yeah. price, and I like that G4 tequila a lot. This is better. It's so good. And it's this is fantastic. Yeah. Maybe if they put it in a nice ceramic bottle with a nice painting on the outside of it, they could, uh, you know, sell it for a couple hundred bucks. And sure. That's all you need yeah. is a really fancy ceramic yeah. bottle. Yeah. I've stocked up on Fortaleza because I do think a year from now, we'll it's be looking back. That's why yeah. prices have gone That's like up. me and crypto. Oh, wait, I lost yeah, the money in crypto. Right yeah, Todd has. Yeah. Todd did it. Uh, you've heard it here first. Fortaleza is the crypto head. Yeah. Yeah. It will go up in price. Make an NFT of the yeah. label and then uh, there we go. No, really though. I I just I feel like as you know, your your bourbon fiends get into other, mm-hmm. you know, they get into rum, they get into tequila. Well, well they're forced to branch out as because there's there's so many more of them now, mm-hmm. and there's still a finite amount of bourbon. So it's like everyone's disappointed in what they can get. It's yeah. like, well, I got to drink something else. That's like they pivot to all these other spirits, and uh, I feel like we're helping do that, which is a good thing. Like, hey, drink tequila, drink rum, drink cognac. Mm-hmm. Drink all of the things. Um, mezcal. Love mezcal. Shout out to Mezcal. Love mm-hmm. Mezcal. Mm-hmm. But uh, very cool, guys. I was, God, it was fun. Um, we do have a mailbag question today. Hell yeah. Very exciting. Um, Brooke from Denver asks, she writes in, very exciting. Um, I want to start drinking tequila. Where should I start? I feel like I want to go to Todd first here. Absolutely. As our newest, yet somehow the expert at the, t- the subject of te- tequila. If someone's getting new in tequila, where should they start? It's a really good question, and I think it should be asked because I, I feel like if you go off on your own and just pick something off the shelf, then you're likely not going to end up with or the right bottle. You end up with something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. isn't a really good representation of some of the better tequila that's out there. Um, obviously, Fortaleza is fantastic. We mentioned G4. El Tesoro is also really good. Another favorite of mine. Yeah. Tequila mm-hmm. Ocho is excellent. Um, they're all different though. They're all like a little bit different. You're going to get a lot of, you know, if you start with the Blancos, you're, you know, be ready for it to be agave forward, but you will taste a little bit of, 
a difference between all four of those brands. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a good place to start. Um, I, Jake, you have anything to add to that? Um, you know, I was just going to say, you know, I think a great place to start drinking tequila. Uh, for me, it was, um, college, but, uh, no, <laughs> um, I think G4, uh, G4 is a great brand. Um, I am a huge fan of Fortaleza. Um, I think Fortaleza, I probably, if I, if someone gave me the option between Fortaleza and G4, I'd probably take Fortaleza. Um, but I think G4 does offer a very generic, but very clean and very flavorful expression of tequila without being a little too offensive, um, a little too, you know, complex for the, you know, for a first time drinker. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I'm going to go with G4. May I ask, um, for some of the brands that you guys mentioned just now, are all of those available? Do you think nationwide? Uh, for the most part, I think they're fairly available. I'm just saying, yeah, we're from Chicago, so it's like I just want to make sure that our Denver friends. I, I would also add um, Azunia, their favorite brand mm. of mine, which is actually tough for us to get here, but uh, I would give it a try. I love Azunia. Their um, Blanco and the Repo are both fantastic. Uh, Marakame, another great brand, if you're mm, a, l- a little uh, slightly lower price point. Uh, so just a couple other brands to try. I do. I mean, obviously, I love Fortaleza. I love G4. Um, El Tesoro, the the repo is fantastic. No mm-hmm. notes, but uh, yeah, if you're looking for something else, and Corazon Blanco, if you're looking for a good, like, relatively inexpensive one, that twenty twenty five dollar range, that Corazon sure. Blanco is worth your time. So I a also good place like to the, start. I also like the Corazon and Yeho, but yes. I know the Reposado is not. Well, is not. Y- you know, they 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 do make good rep- repo. We just didn't try that in our episode. Sure, we had a sp- specific pick. We that did. wronged us, and we're living with that right now. But uh, <laughs> I feel like in the future they'll have other good repo. Sure. But as far as like economical stuff, I like their uh, Blanco as a place to start. But yeah, if you have a l- little bit higher price point, definitely G four, definitely um, Fortaleza, which we talked about today. Um, and there's five or six other brands we just mentioned that are all worth your time. Please check them out. Good stuff. Uh, I hope that helps, Brooke. And guys, this was fun. Thanks so much. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Please uh, email us your ideas for episodes, your mailbag questions at uh, chaispiritsguys at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at chaispiritsguys. Sure. And if you have any bottles at home that you believe that bottle fucks, please share with us on Instagram. Tag us at chaispiritsguys and hashtag that bottle fucks. Yeah. And if uh, we agree, we will send you. Hey, that bottle fuck sticker to put on that bottle. And if we don't agree, we're going to mention it on a future episode and make fun of you. That's right. So do not mess around with this. You better come. Take it seriously. You better come correct if you're coming at us with a bottle that fucks. That's right. Either check your mail or get ready to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that bottle. Fuck that. That bottle is not fuck. That bottle does not (laughs) fuck. So thanks, guys. We do not take this lightly. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits, guys. Cheers.